Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. We're starting a new series called Tis the Season, and we really believe Tis the Season is a time for our family, friendship, good stories, and most of all, we want it to be about transformation, and transformation means that we're changed from the inside out, because if it's not, then what will happen is we will have to make all those resolutions come January that we kind of don't want to do, and I want to ask you this question. I'm asking myself this question what is one area in your life that you would like to change before January comes and maybe begin to write that down think about that because we're believing for inner change inner transformation and we believe that happens from hearing within and obeying without and you may want to begin to chat that if you're online that we hear within but we begin to obey without and and so we're going to read verse Verses 18 to 24 in Matthew chapter 18. And in this series, we're going to look at the lives of three people. We're going to look at the life of Joseph today. Then we will look at the lives of the shepherds. And we will look at the lives of the wise men. And I want us to learn because this is how we change. Get this. We change because we will listen and we will obey. We will listen and we will obey, but also that we will experience God and we will share and we will sacrifice and we will worship. Sacrifice is always a part of worship. And again, I want you to get this. As I read these verses, I want you to circle or pay attention. If you have a smartphone, I don't know how you could circle on your smartphone. If you know how, let me know. I've been wanting to do that. And, and so, but I want you to circle the word uh, he had in his mind, he thought, and he was willing. He had in his mind, he thought, and he was willing. And I want you to know we will never hear God unless we make room for God to speak to us. And we really do not hear God by reasoning in the mind, but by perceiving in our heart or in our spirit. And we're going to begin to talk about that today. Here we go. It's Matthew 18, I mean, uh, chapter 1, verses 18 to 24. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, that simply means she was engaged. They were not married yet. In the Hebrew culture, it was quite a process. Before they came together, she was found uh, with child of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, meaning he was righteous, not wanting to make her a public example, circle this word, was minded, okay, he was mindful or he was minded to put her away secretly, but he thought, so you get that, he was minded, but he thought, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. He thought about these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, 
Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. Can we just stop right there and give the Lord a hand clap? Jesus didn't come to save me from Becky's sin, my family's sin. I have enough of my own that I needed saving. Are you with me? And by the way, it didn't say he came to save us from hell. He came to save me from me. How many of you understand that? How many of you need to be saved from yourself today? It says, and you will name his, him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophets, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused, underline that, he was aroused from sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. Did you get that? He's heard and then he did. He heard within and then he obeyed without. He was aroused from sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. And so today, I simply want to begin to talk about two concepts. And I really believe change comes by these two concepts. And we're going to begin to look at the life of Joseph. And truly, these concepts have shaped my life. And I'm a work in progress. And I have a lot of things that have changed. But I'm telling you, before January 1st comes, before we enter into 21 days of prayer and fasting, I'm thinking, I wrote it down. I have a new journal. It's called the Monk Manual. And in my first month, it started December 1st, and it says, what new habit do you want to begin? And not even Becky knows it, but I wrote out what I want changed in my life, and then I paused and I thought, the secret of transformation is to hear within, then obey without, and that's what Joseph began to do. Now, I want you to get this. Joseph was Jewish. Many people think that Joseph and Mary was Catholic, Paul was Baptist and Jesus was a Christian. They were all Jewish, okay? And, and you got to know that, hey, but yesterday the Lord God must love Catholics, all right? Because Notre Dame's head football coach is going to LSU. And he must love the Baptists because Baylor Baptist Bears, they won yesterday. And so a great day in college football. Now get this, Joseph was Jewish and the probably, not probably, the most famous Jewish scripture is the Shama. And it's Deuteronomy 6.4. If you know it, you may want to write it down. You can recite it with me. It says, Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, the word shama is to hear under, or you hear and you obey. Another one goes further, it's to hear, then you take action. Can I say Christianity and change is very, very simple. What is God prompting you to have change? 
change in your life and are you obeying that? For years, 35 years, Becky and I celebrated this week of marriage and it's like, Lord, why are you always convicting me? Why do you never convict her? And can I say, if God is convicting me, then that means he's given me the power to obey him and have permanent change come into my life. Are you with me on that? And so literally it means to hear within. I want to go back and point out some things in this this scripture. Go back to Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. And can I say right now, I want you to really get this. You will never obey. Let me say it this way because I don't want to speak down to you. I will never obey. We will never obey waiting until we fully understand. Can I tell you, obedience doesn't require full explanation and understanding. Throughout the Bible and even in the life of Joseph, he did not understand. Let's bring it into context. If you were engaged and your fiance comes to you and say, hey, I'm pregnant, you're going to be on a talk show asking who's the baby daddy are you with me and and, and and he's going who is it who is it and the bible says he was minded he thought about and that word thought that he it revolved in his mind it was deliberate he thought about it 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 that he was going to put her away secretly can you imagine girl you're pregnant by who i'm a getting oh it's the holy ghost come on (laughs) I mean, that's a little bit, no one's going to understand that. Are you with me? And and so, but Joseph, he, he was minded. I want you to circle these words. He was minded to put her away secretly. How many of you know he had a plan? How many of you have a plan to change someone in your family this year? It does not work. But while he thought about it, and again, that word thought, it literally means to revolve or be deliberate in your mind. And when I looked up that word, I I felt for myself and us in this season, you know how, is there anything in your life? You think about it, 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 and you never get out of the cul-de-sac of hell. I want to set you free today. God wants you to go to sleep so you could stop thinking about it, so you could hear something new and fresh from God. You said, why, hey, why did God have to speak to him through a dream? In the Christmas story, God speaks through an angel or through a dream. Job says God speaks one way than another. If people do not listen in the day, he will speak to them in the dream of a night. Sometimes we can't perceive the nudgings or promptings of the Holy Spirit because our mind is racing, thinking, 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 planning. This isn't good. She did that. What? Holy Ghost pregnant I don't think so and he's trying to secretly plan how he could put her away and God interrupts and says up this is me and he begins to use the prophet the the dream the angel speaks of the prophet can I say right now God usually never speaks apart from his word if you need God to speak to you maybe get the Bible open it and read it slow your mind down and say God here's your servant speak to me I want to change Amen. 
Let's read this again. It says, he was minded to put her away secretly, but he thought about these things. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid. And again, I just want to begin to make this statement. Stop questioning God and simply start obeying God. I felt like God put that on my heart. He said, stop questioning me and start obeying me. And you know what the biggest question I have for God? God, why did Wendell pass away of cancer 11 years ago? God, why didn't this door open for me? And when you begin to question and I begin to question, it hinders us from simply obeying God. And I don't know if that's just for me, but I feel impressed. Stop questioning and start obeying God because we hear within and we obey without. Can you say amen? And he goes on, he says, he thought about it. He said, don't be afraid to take Mary, your uh, fiance or wife for that which is conceived of her is the holy spirit she'll bring forth her son you're going to name him jesus he's going to save his people from their sin get this but all this was done why that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet now i want to just tell you the number one way that i believe you and i can hear from within whether you're young or you're older number one is to slow down i believe when it says that joseph he was he thought he thought his mind was racing and the bible says in a dream to have a dream you're usually sleeping can i say when we slow down and we open our scripture and i want you to see this we open our scripture and we begin to simply consistently daily read the scriptures i promise you god will begin to illumine he will begin to speak he will begin to guide you said is it going to be audible usually not it's usually that hunch it's usually that conviction is that small still voice that comes up from the heart and god will begin to lead and he will begin to guide and again the shama here O israel the lord our god is one and we will love him we can't love with our heart our mind our soul our strength if we are not listening to God I want to hear what God is saying right now that my 2021 will end with hearing in God end in faith that I begin a new year tis the season to obey God are you with me on that And again, it's hearing with the expectation of obeying. It's hearing with the expectation of obeying. I want you to go to this scripture. Go to Hebrews chapter 6. And again, it's, I, I believe, the greatest challenge to listen within. We should begin to ask ourselves, what voices have we been listening to? Because who's speaking to us? And in this thing called transformation or spiritual formation, hear me when I say, I have to learn some new things. Before I learn some new things, I'm gonna have to unlearn some old things. And after 35 years of marriage, we went and celebrated 35 years in Malibu. It was the best anniversary we've probably had in 15 years. Yeah, thank you for that one. Woo. Can I say, I'm learning, but before I learn, I have to unlearn some things. And I want to hear what God is saying. Look at Hebrews 6, 12. He says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience. Literally, hoopamony, to hear under, to inherit the promise. Then go also to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. And this is listening within 
Joseph came, he began to listen. He didn't understand, but he fully obeyed. And I'm telling you, that's a scriptural principle throughout the Bible that usually we will never, you will never, I will never fully understand. I have to obey even when I don't understand, okay? And this is 1036. It says, for you need of endurance that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And I believe that change comes by hearing within. You should text that, write that down. I want to hear within and simply obey without. We're going to go to that thought, obey without. Because get this, it says he was aroused in the dream. And what did he hear? The angel of the Lord quoted the prophet Isaiah. A virgin shall be with a child. She will bring forth a son. You will name him Emmanuel. Now get this, we had three boys. In the day our sons were born, we thought, oh my gosh, they're going to the Olympics. They're going to go to Harvard. They're going to be the greatest. They would have a dirty diaper. We, we called our relatives. They made a poopy. You know, we thought for sure they were just going to excel everything. But one thing we never called our sons, mighty God and Emmanuel. We didn't say Juju, God's with us. All right. That was not so. But the angel quotes that and Joseph get this. He's aroused from his dream and he did. I want you to get that. He aroused and he did. I want you to get that. He was aroused and he did. Now watch this. Follow me. We not only hear within, but we begin to obey without. I wanted you to draw a parallel to 1 Samuel 15, where the prophet says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Can I say, a sacrifice in obligation isn't necessarily obedience. Impartial obedience is disobedience. But the Bible says, Joseph obeyed immediately. What is it God's asking of you and me to begin to obey right now that you want to change? And I just want you to know this. Every divine work in scripture and in history is always followed by an act of obedience. There is no God working in our lives without us obeying God. I'm going to begin to say some statements. I want you to consider writing these down. Number one, we do not need to understand stand completely to obey immediately. Did you get that? I want to say it again. We, you and I, do not need to understand completely to obey immediately. I want to say that again. It's so good. I'm going to shout it from the rooftops. We do not need to understand completely to obey immediately. Are you with me? I want to say it one more time. I do not need to understand completely to obey God immediately. But when I obey God immediately, there is a divine influence that comes into my life. Can you say amen? Another, this is another phrase I'd like you to consider. It says, what or who is on the other side of our obedience? Obedience isn't just agreeing with God. It's trusting God when we don't understand and we don't agree with the teaching. Okay, I'm gonna have to say that one again. I got two golf claps, amen? What or who is on the other side of our obedience? Obedience isn't just agreeing with the teachings of Jesus. It's obeying even when we don't understand or don't agree. We don't like the word obey today. We don't like the word obedience. I just want to be a follower of Jesus. Well, you can't if you don't obey. <laughs> you go, I am a disciple. It actually means a follower. And it means that you're going to obey 
you're going to go where he leads you to go. And so I want to say this again. What or who is on the other side of your obedience? I'm thinking even today, Steve and Keola were raised, I mean, met each other in Florida. Their families in Florida. They could have stayed in Florida, but they chose to move somewhere where it's a hundred times more expensive to live. Why? Because God put it on their heart. And I'll never forget when he said, Pastor Jude, we're feeling led to Ventura. It's like, are you sure? Maybe you should stay in Florida. I was thinking like a natural dad. Your mom and dad are in Florida. He said, no, God is calling us to Florida. They get here in the first month they're here. A hurricane hits Sarasota and their house for sale on the market. That's hit a little bit. Then they move into a rental. Then the fires hit Ventura. Then I think their car caught on fire. And it's like you're saying, man, did I disobey? Did I get it wrong? Can I say it right now? You do not have to understand completely to obey God immediately. But now, today is a celebration. Look how many lives have been affected at the other end of one person's obedience to God. Come on. Can you say amen? And, and, and oh, it's such an oppressive word. We don't like it, really. I think we like our three vision statements. We exist that anyone can believe, become, and build. Isn't that word believe so nice? It's like spiritual wellness. You know, you know, just believe. Let's go to Nordstrom. Just believe. Let's go get something to eat. Can I say for us, believing means you're entering into a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're going to begin to obey. For us, that word seems repressive and restrictive, but not when God is giving the command, even when I don't agree with it. Come on. Okay, no, 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 no. How many of you believe that God wants to bless you? That's the biggest witness we've gotten online all day. Yes, you know. How many of you believe in tithing? Oh, not as many people. How many of you actually tithe? Oh, okay, okay, you, you understand. It's easy to say, look, I, I wish the scriptures were like going to a buffet. I'll never forget one of the boys said, Dad, let's go to that buffet. And I said, yeah, I'm trying to buffet my body too, you know. <laughs> the scriptures are not like a buffet that you pick and choose. Well, I like this one. Why submit to your husband? Oh, I, no, I don't like this one. Laying down my life for my wife, crucified for her. Well, I don't know. Can I say it right now? Obedience, literally, not to the scriptures I like, but even to the ones I do not like. That's where the blessing is. Are you with me? Joseph didn't understand anything, but he knew the Shama that you had to hear under and you were willing to take action. So the angel uses the word of God. The number one way, please get it, that you and I will hear God. You go, how do you hear God? You see, it's within. But sometimes you have to quiet without and you have to begin to slow down and say, God, what is it you're saying? What are you saying to me? Now, Becky and I, you guys, we've been getting along really, really good. But there was a season that didn't happen as often. But we always said, okay, the spiritually mature one is the one who will ask for forgiveness first. I would love to tell you I was always spiritually mature. It's like, I am not, oh no, I am right this time. 
Are you with me? I remember one time Jay Smith called and said, the Lord told me you need to go apologize to your wife. And I thought, the Lord, my foot, my wife called your wife. And how can I? And I literally said this. I said, Jay, I'm a humble man. And when I'm wrong, I admit it. Now I'm hanging up on you, you know? <laughs> you don't have to obey even if, you, I mean, you do not. If you're waiting to obey when you agree with everything, you're never going to obey. Are you with me? The man's going to come up. I want to give you this next one. Obedience is simple. It's really, really simple. It's doing what you're told, with whom you're told, whenever you're told. Now get this one, with a happy heart. Did you get that one? There are a lot of times I obeyed on the outside as a Christian pastor. It was Seattle, it was summer, it rained. People go, Seattle's so green. How is it? It rains all year. <laughs> People come for a week in the summer when the sun is finally out. Oh, we want them to say, no, you don't. <laughs> Trust me, it rains a lot. It's one of those beautiful sunny days, probably about the end of July, beginning of August. It was Saturday, we were on a fringe jet ski on Lake Sammamish. And I so didn't want to go to prayer. I was actually going to call in sick. I was talking myself into a cold. <laughs> As I'm on the jet ski. I was like, <coughs> I don't know. But I drugged myself off. And I really was a little bit irritated that Becky didn't have to go to prayer. But I had to go to prayer. And so I'm driving to prayer. And in my mind, my pastors were wondering, Jenny, I thought, they're gonna be so proud of me. I came to prayer. And right then I get a call from my pastor's wife. Jenny Smith's name comes up on the cell phone. She goes, hey, buddy. It's like, ugh. I knew what was coming. Wendell and I aren't feeling well. Could you lead prayer tonight? It's like, not feel well, my foot. You are faking it. Just like I wanted to fake it. Are you with me? Can you imagine? At prayer, they had a couple hundred people and I was standing there, especially if you're kind of Pentecostal, neo-charismatic, a modern believer with this rocky worship, you kind of, put your hands like this. I'm not against putting your hands like you're carrying the plasma. But for me, usually if I'm doing this, I'm there on the outside, but I'm not there on the inside. And on the inside, I was thinking just like King Saul of all, who's very opposite of Joseph, who was aroused. I don't really think God cares how much you and I are aroused in a service. He does care how much we do after that experience. And when it happened, King Saul, he partially obeyed. He goes, hey, I killed most of the Amalekites. Did you kill Agag? Well, no, but, but this is for sacrifice. 
God isn't interested in my sacrifice first. He is interested in my obedience. But obedience isn't a reality without faith. And faith comes from hearing within. What is it, Lord, you want of me? And he gave him very specific directions. And so I want to end with this illustration. This is what obedience is not. Please get this. Obedience is simple. It's doing whatever, whenever, with whoever that you're commanded to with a happy heart. That happy heart thing really gets me. But yet the Bible says to those who are willing and obedient will eat the fruit of the land. That means not only an outward demonstration. Okay, let me show you what obedience is not. You've heard this story, you've heard this illustration. There's a kid on a plane, probably about five or six. The parents say, sit down, put on your seatbelt. Oh my gosh, it's gotta be one of my three when they were kids. John, put on the seatbelt. Take the seatbelt off. They're about ready to leave the tarmac. The flight attendant comes, ma'am, sir, your son, he got to have him sit down. And finally, we put it tight and you could tell on his face, I may be sitting on the outside, but on the inside, I'm standing up. That's not obedience. And that's not the life of Joseph. Joseph was aroused and was not only willing, but he obeyed. And look what happened. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. Because Joseph obeyed, we now have God with us. Because Joseph obeyed, we now have the sins of the world paid for. You will name him Jesus and he will will save us from their sin that is a reality because one man obeyed he heard within and he took action without come on can you say amen will you stand up with me will you stand up with me I want to ask you this question Joseph Joseph obeyed even when he didn't understand I don't know maybe just stand I'm not gonna have you put your hands like this because you're like okay what am I doing for lunch you know Put your hands however you want to, okay? But I want you to stand. I want you to begin to focus. Stop thinking, 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 thinking. Stop your thoughts right now. Trust me. Put the brakes on with your thoughts. I want to take a moment. I want us to begin to ponder, consider what we've heard in the life of Joseph. He heard within and he obeyed without. Is what we do out of obligation which usually comes from self-interest or is out of devotion, which begins with listening within and obeying without. Now, this is the main question. What is the Holy Spirit stirring within your heart at this present moment? What is it? Is it to ask your spouse to forgive you? Is it to go and pay lunch for someone when you go to dinner or lunch after? Is it as simple as clean the house? Is it to take time with one of your children where do you feel conviction or being called back to having God at the center? Honestly, in my new journal called the Monk Manual, I know there's three things that I want to accomplish by the end of February. And so December, I'm just focusing on this one area with the help of the Lord God. And I, I have a sense and a faith that I will be a new person in that area. I want you to consider that. Our prayer should be, is there any place in my life where I'm practicing partial obedience out of obligation? 
Joseph fully obeyed, Saul partially obeyed. I want us to surrender. Is there any part of your life that you're just partially obeying? Then that's disobedience. Is there any part of our lives where some, well, I'll do it tomorrow. That's delayed obedience is disobedience. Is there any area? And if that's you, now I'm just letting you know I'm raising my hand. I want to obey God. I want to obey God. If you need to obey God in the area of your life, just raise your hand with me. I want to obey God. I'm so not the smartest person in this room. God knows if we include those online. A mantra of my life from the age of 20 to 61 and a half is with the best of my ability to obey God and not out of obligation, but out of a heart devotion. Hear, O Jude, the Lord your God is one and you shall love him with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. Meaning I'm gonna hear and I'm gonna take action. Father, we come today and we wanna obey you. Tis the season not only to be festive and joyful and be with our friends and family, it's a season, Lord. I want to do what you're asking me to do. If that's in a relationship, if that's an area of finance, if that's an area in my character, my choices, my responses, my attitude. God, I just don't want to have partial obedience. I don't want to do something because I feel like I have to. Lord, I pray you would work within my heart a want to. I want to obey God. I want to just simply do what he's telling me to do. And God, like Joseph, when I thought, 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 where drove your voice away from my heart and mind. I pray now, God, come with the spirit of God in a spirit of peace where I can have a sense of well-being to hear you, to know you, to obey you. And God, I believe this season for me will be great because I'm hearing God within. I'm obeying God without. And Lord, my life will be transformed. I want to be changed, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And right now, almost a sedative is coming on your mind. Those who have been thinking, 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 come on, stop right now. Stop right now. The whole, same Holy Spirit who gave him a dream, come on your mind, come on my mind. And we're going to simply begin to hear God. We're going to learn, but we're going to unlearn, and we're going to be changed. And I really do believe that in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For me, I never wanted to obey God. I never did. I was the worst Catholic ever. I, was, I, I didn't want to obey God. A neighbor said we had cracks in the sidewalk of the sidewalk of Louisiana where I was born and raised. And he said, if you step on one of those cracks, you'll break your mother's back. And I was mad at mama that day. So I stepped on every crack I could. <laughs> then in eighth grade, I swear to you, Jesus became real to me. And I knew I was a sinner, but I knew he loved me. I asked him to forgive me and to come into my heart. And in that moment, I wanted to obey him. I had a sin, no, no, if he doesn't want me to hang out with these people, I don't wanna hang out with them. If he wants me to do this, I want to do that. This hearing within and obeying without begins with a relationship. 
So I'm going to count to three. And on, when we get to three, if you've never really entered a relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, meaning you're going to give him the car keys of your will and your life, and you're going to get the front seat shotgun. He's going to be the driver. You're going to do that now. You're going to say, I'm committing my entire life to a relationship with Jesus Christ. On three, you're going to raise your hand. One, on three, you raise your hand. Two, three, right now, just raise your hand. Right there, that young man, that young man, that man right there, all the way in the back. Come on. In the back. Hey, come on. And everyone say this with me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Be number one in my life. God, I want to have a relationship with you. God, I pray this week when I read my Bible, it will be your voice within my heart and give me the power to simply obey you in Jesus' name. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.